No place tries harder to be cheerfully decked out for the holidays quite like a children's hospital. Halfway between our home in Atlanta and the church that I served in Decatur, Georgia, was the large Eggleston's Children's Hospital, part of the Emory University Medical Complex. It was about a week before Christmas when a three-year-old member of our congregation slipped in his sock feet at home, had a fall, and landed in the hospital with a pretty bad concussion. He was the youngest of three children. Both his parents and grandparents were active in the church. At the time, we had young children. And I remember circling up the parking deck, thinking what a hard season for a family to cope with this. Not that any time is a good time to have a child in the hospital. The hospital lobby displayed a huge Christmas tree surrounded by life-size elves, whatever life-size is for an elf. They were at least my height. The floor where I was making my pastoral visit had garland looped below the handrail with gold bows. The nurse's station had an electric menorah on one counter and on the other a sleigh with a cotton-bearded Santa, a bag overflowing with pretend packages and a compliment of reindeer. Down the hallway, each door had a brightly colored paper wreath with the first name of the patient child within. I knocked lightly on little Mason's door and pushed it open to find him propped up against pillows, his grandmother beside him, her chair pulled up close to the bed where they were playing with a simple, plain, wooden manger scene. His grandmother looked up at me and said, you never know where the Christ child will appear. We never know where the Christ child will appear. And that is precisely the point of Luke's telling. And Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. No place for them in the inn. No place for them. No place. When God decided to enter human history in person, God made a place out of what was essentially no place. God bypassed all the expected places of holy entry and came through a family that was displaced. Born to a pair of simple peasant folk, laid down in a feeding trough for animals, heralded by angels who lit up the sky over marginal shepherds. There was no place for them in the inn so that Jesus could be 
every place. Tucked in a room, behind a paper wreath announcing the name of a hospitalized child. Walking down the hallway of the assisted living wing of a continuing care home. Standing guard with a soldier at the edge of some war zone, trying to keep the peace and wishing she were home. With a man downtown dragging a collapsed box to a grate over the subway where some measure of warmth comes up through the sidewalk. Those are the places where Christ appears. He appears here, too, in elements plain as water in the baptismal font, in the most basic meal of bread and grape juice, in candlelight pushing back the darkness of the world, in our hearts as we warm to the mystery that this too is where Christ appears, in the faces of family and church friends and company together in our pews. The Christmas reading from Hebrews opens with what theologians call a high Christology. Jesus is the manifestation of God's word, was there at the creation of the universe, sustains all things, and is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. But in the very middle of these exalted words, we are also told that Jesus is the reflection of God's glory and the very imprint of God's being, which is a way of saying that in his human face, in the mess and the middle of life, Wherever we are, we can see the presence of God. Preacher and author John Killinger was once reviewing a long and detailed to-do list right before Christmas. The list included the birth of a baby in his church to visit and the death of another church member laundry to pick up from the cleaners, and a cushion that needed mending. He wrote that it seemed like a lot to be fussing about there at Christmas time, but then he realized that list is what life is like and where God appears. He wrote, we are so prone to become wrapped up in our daily agendas, our hurry and scurry, that we forget that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to God. Thank God for Christmas, he said, because Christmas is about transfusing the ordinary with the extraordinary, the mundane with the transcendent, the petty with the eternal, 
the maker of everything, the Lord of creation, interrupts us on our treadmills. I would like to add, thank God for the interruption of Christmas Eve worship midweek. A welcome reminder that because there was no place in the inn, we now know where Christ appears. Festooned or not, Christ shows up in the everyday, ordinary rooms of all of our lives. Thanks be to God. Amen.